0: Curiosity, what are you so curious about? Everything, Mister Curiosity. Alrighty, folks, Snedeker here, Mister Curiosity. Um, uh, Thanks for joining the podcast. Got a good one this week. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I've been trying to get her for years. She turns me down. She hates me. She (laughs) ignores me. She's sitting. She's big shot now in New York City. All right. So we have. The once great WNEP reporter, Reagan Medgie. Before you say anything, I just want to say, now big shot meteorologist in New York City, been at the Weather Channel. You've been everywhere. I can't wait to get into it. Wow, you're blown away.
1: Oh my gosh, you're blowing me away. Hello, everybody (laughs) tuning in. I miss you guys. I miss NEPA. I miss the Poconos. I miss all of you. And I miss- Yeah, but are you just
0: saying that because you've been through so much. You've been all over, big city, small town. Is NEPA that special?
1: Now, listen, it's all the same stuff, right? So the only thing that changes is the microphone that you're holding and the name of it. That's it. That's the only thing. But you know, you gain all these friends and viewers throughout your time. And I will say- the most loyal of loyal viewers that still watch me today, if they can, are those from NEPA. This,
0: this is what I the like total to truth. Hear.
1: The total truth. And I will tell you, when I look back on my time at WNEP, it's complete fondness. It was hard. It wasn't easy. But it was complete fondness.
0: Oh, that's how we feel about you. We miss you. We love you. Things have changed yeah. at WNEP. Mm-hmm. And you were there, I think, at the this big moment when there was people coming in there was energy excitement transfer of ownership but you were there at a special time it was awesome
1: i was you know and everybody there at the time i mean we had you know i was there with trish hartman and Charlotte mcbride two reporters i still keep in touch with we actually have a zoom with sophia ohida we do a zoom call it's really cool uh julie <laughs> Sidoni still keeping all the with names Cameron. are
0: passing by. I love Well, we're going to get to that. I want to go way back. Let's go way back. By the okay. way, if you if you're not watching this and just listening, which most people do, you have to understand that she is sitting in her car <laughs> on a street in New York City, folks. And I'm trying to make out the model. I'm thinking it's a and remember, oh, by the way, anything I ask you in this podcast that you're uncomfortable with, you just say one word, Bell. I ring that and then I shut up. That's the Whoa, deal.
1: I wish. I mean, I would say everything. I mean, li- listen. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to figure know, out. Okay, your car.
0: Road. It's red. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking it's a. It's a. It's not an SUV.
1: No. Uh, but do you see? But do you, if I can get that, Do you see that? You have a six-speed. Uh, in New York City, baby. I can't. I believe. am. I get people talking to me like in the Instagram saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. You drive stick, and I'm like, yes. And my mother taught me. No woman. About that for female empowerment. No woman
0: of your caliber drives a six-speed.
1: Oh no, no, no! I mean, I, I, I love the traffic. As crazy as that sounds, but yeah, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. All hours. You love to be
0: engaged, engaged with driving. You're one with the car when you're shifting, and oh, oh.
1: Yeah, you're actually driving a car. You're not just kind of letting it drive you, right? Yes,
0: it's the difference between probably being on a like a jet ski or a speedboat or sitting on a cruise liner. Come on, you want to be in it.
1: I'm in it to win it. And let me tell you, I, I cut, I didn't cut, on. let me try that. I didn't cut anybody off today. Yeah, maybe I could. A taxi <laughs> cab. But here's the thing. When I was driving, you know, there's construction. If If you've never been to New York City, Let me paint the picture construction (laughs) and loud noises all over. So this construction was happening out of nowhere on first Avenue. And that's, that's the Avenue. I can go straight up to get to 67th street from Astoria Queens where I live. So I have to go over the river and through the concrete woods to get to my station where I work currently. And how long is the drive? Okay. So it's five miles on the nose,
0: which takes 40 minutes.
1: It takes me 19, 20 minutes in the morning because I'm on the road at either 2.30 in the morning or 4.45. So that's because I'm the early morning. But, you know, it's dependent now. Going back, I'll get to that, but I want to talk about this taxi. So I'm driving up the first Avenue and this taxi, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking he can beat this. And I said, Oh no, no, no. I have to get to the station. So I don't know how, and it must be because it's tight squeezes everywhere. I'm literally double parked in the street right now, but it's okay because I have press plates and I'm allowed to legally. I, I went around him, Joe at this, angle that i didn't even know was humanly possible and he it's like you know you're like staring down each other like an old western (laughs) i beat him right around him so anyway so i got around i didn't nick him he didn't nick me but i got where i needed to go and man that six speed helped me out because oh
0: yes yeah
1: but But listen coming home when you're talking about time on the road there was a day (laughs) i i work on the upper east side of manhattan okay and uh, to get to Astoria, Queens, I have to go down, I'm on 67th, I have to go to 59th. So I have to descend about what, how many blocks that is, 10, 11, 12. And then I have to make a left over the bridge, over the East River, to then get on the other side of the island, then to kind of, you know, go You're into starting Queens. to bore me now. It took me. <laughs> remember, remember.
0: Are you offended?
1: No. It took me almost an hour and 15 minutes. All right. Go.
0: All right. Enough travel talk. We're going back to the year. This, yeah. We're going to yeah. go back to the moment you were born. I don't know if you want to give the year, but uh, Reagan, Medji, the me. spelling is R-A-E-G-A-N. So Reagan was born during the Ronald Reagan R A R E A G A N presidency. Yes or no? Correct. Whoa. Yeah. so we have a time frame. We have a time frame.
1: Yeah, I'm 41. I don't Ah, mind. All
0: right, she's throwing it out there. You know, a lot of women won't do that. They'll say, Snedeker, hit the bell. Now go on
1: this one. I I don't want you to blast it out there because I'll tell you right now, at age of 41 and in my 40s, you know, every decade I become more and more aware of who I am and where I'm at. And I am so blessed that I'm healthy, that I made it to this age because, you know, as we get older, you start seeing things around you and not everybody is as blessed. So I am very proud to say I'm 41. I'm very healthy 41.
0: That's what I love about you. Confident, secure, not putting on some act or image and not afraid to grow old and graceful and beautiful and be filled with wisdom. That's the oh, way yeah. you do it.
1: I got, I got a skunk stripe here, <laughs> right? I have to get my hair did. And I have fake eyelashes on. These are real eyelashes. The amount of contouring I have with the, you know, bucket of makeup that I use, every day (laughs) any skin any skin
0: work you have any tucks or anything like that no you're too cool for that
1: some people say oh botox botox and if you want to do that fly your flag do it that's totally fine if i were to get that and i always say if because i just i'm not into it well
0: you're um, in an industry where it's almost uh people do it it's almost expected right It's the biggest turnoff in the world for me. It's the biggest turnoff in the world when I see an older person starting to get work done. I'm like, I love you. I love trees when they're not perfect. I love, yeah, I want nature and natural and honesty. This is what I want. That's
2: beauty. Listen,
1: that's what we're... We're friends at this point. If I would get Botox, it might be here to like do this, but I don't want to end up looking like this. But when I start looking like this, I guess that means our friendship is over.
0: It's over. Yeah. I'm not going to call you anymore. We're not going to text. No. Nothing. All yeah. right. So I didn't even do the quick math. You're born in what year then? 1941. What, what is 80. 80.
2: 1980.
0: All right. So now I think I asked you this the very first day at WNEP. Okay. Did your parents name you because they were a fa- fan of the Reagan years or the Reagan presidency, or do they just like the name or what? Or you don't want to get into oh, politics?
1: Oh, I'll get into politics. I just don't care a lot.
0: a <laughs> um, stare down.
1: No, uh, I mean, no. Are
0: they, are they Republicans? And they said, we're going to name her, our new baby after the president of the United States.
1: My dad loved the exorcist. And if you remember, the original Exorcist played uh, the woman who was possessed was played by a character named Linda Blair. The character's name, Reagan. That's where I got my name.
0: Nothing to do with Ronald.
1: No, my mom says she liked Ronald Reagan as like the actor. But um, yeah, my middle name's Lee after Vivian Lee with Gone with the Wind. So it was almost like destiny. I'm on TV.
0: It's a great name. It is a good TV name. And you were born, the the, the viewing audience needs to know this. You were born Mm -hmm. almost, help me explain this, in WNEP territory, Mukunji? How does that fall? Where is that? I mean, I know where it is, but do you watch Philly stations, Allentown stations. Do you pick up WNEP? I don't think so, right?
1: Yes. So I was born in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. All right. Okay. So I did live in Mukunji.
0: Okay, You're living. right.
1: Now I lived in Makanji when I after I got married,
0: oh. but I'm
1: I was born and raised in Bethlehem, Liberty High School, the Grenadiers. I was a majorette. And how far and is Makanji from Bethlehem? It's like 25 minutes west.
0: Okay, it's so like, but it's still it's like right on the edge of WNEP land. It's like right you get it
1: down there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. How far? nep reaches and yeah my parents watched me when i was at wnep and now they watch me at my current situation uh my current station in new york city
0: well with apps now you can watch any station anywhere Mm -hmm. it's great i love it who needs to cable subscription anymore screw that (laughs) i know we have youtube tv YouTube TV. You can just download the app from almost any TV station. Watch when you want. The cable stations are going down, baby. They're going down. But anyway. I'm down. <laughs> so when so when you were uh, a youngster, what kind of a student in elementary school, middle school, high school, public school, did you do all that?
1: Yeah, I did as to how I got. Public school girl? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was in private. We did. I did the public school thing. I'm a product of a public school and it worked out well. I went to, yeah, the Bethlehem area school district. So Clearview elementary well St. Stephen's preschool, Clearview elementary, Nichman middle school, Liberty high school, and then flew the coop and did my <laughs> college year at Temple university.
0: Temple, Temple, Temple. We'll get to that. But I'm thinking if I remember properly, your dad as a police officer was correct
1: yes he loves you still to this day this doing is what i like well. to hear oh yeah he he loves the bone crusher he always brings <laughs> up the... oh
0: you're bringing up things that almost got me fired so what <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hope i don't get fired after this
0: <laughs> no <laughs> you me won't so
1: so me the prairie. yeah
0: <laughs> so so you're a public school girl your dad's a police officer what about the mom what is she doing
1: Mom, she stayed at home in the beginning of childhood, and then she went and worked. She used to work, actually, for Conrail up until the point I was born. She was, like, a, a train dispatcher. Oh. And Yeah, and then um, after that, she went, you know, she became a mom with me and my brother, um, Ethan, who is 14 months younger than I am, and then went back to work and worked in, like, doctor's offices. And she says she became an FN a fake nurse. I think she got like a couple of questions. <laughs> she was just like checking people in and helping them out. So yeah.
0: Is your beauty inherited? I have to watch what I say these days. Is your in,
2: <laughs> is your beauty
0: inherited from your mom? Is she a a, a a wonderful looking woman and your handsome dad? How does all that work?
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying such nice compliments. Thank you. Um I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea looks wise, but um Well, you're probably nothing like special. You're, probably,
2: you're mm-hmm.
0: probably nothing special without the makeup.
2: I'm just okay. kidding. I wanted to see your reaction.
0: <laughs> I say that I whenever someone
2: you see what I look
1: like in the morning. <laughs>
0: well, that's my that's my standard joke. Whenever someone sees me with my wife and they go, "Oh, she's beautiful." I go, "Not so special without the makeup." And then she gives me the slap and we all move on and laugh. It's just a joke. Anyway, you're beautiful all the time. But is your mom a beauty queen too?
1: Yeah. Beauty queen. Geez, you're really laying it on and then you take it off. Um, yeah, no, uh, I mean, everybody's good looking. You know, they they everybody looks beautiful. Everybody is beautiful in my eyes. Oh, well, I'm has-
0: just well, oh, listen, here beauty, I think uh surface beauty is symmetry. You know, so symmetry is what they say. And there's the perfect eye, lip, nose, ear combination. Let's just listen. We're animals. Science takes place. There is an attractive person and there is an unattractive person. Of course, once you get to know someone, the other stuff means more. I get all that. But visually, you're a beautiful person. I'm sure your parents are, too.
1: You are as well.
0: But you know what? I can probably arm wrestle your dad and beat him because he's probably close to 70 now, right?
1: Yeah, 78 years old, but he could probably still kick your butt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see about that. So you're going to public school. What were you like, I like can say, ninth, tenth grade? Are you a cheerleader? Are you in the drama team? Are you playing field hockey? What's Reagan Medgie like?
1: Oh, In ninth grade? Yeah, I'm just um, picking
0: a grade, ninth, tenth, eleventh.
1: Because every year I, I develop and, and I change, <laughs> right?
0: So. Well, if we got your classmates in here and I said, what's Reagan? What was she like back in high you school? You want me to call them
1: up? I'm kidding.
0: What would they say? Would they say she they
1: would? They would probably say I haven't changed okay. at all. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still outspoken. I have a level of humor. I'm I'm quirky. I'm weird. I'm fun. I'm kind. Um, and I know there's probably people tuning in being like, yeah, okay.
0: No, I'm going to totally agree with every one of those assessments. Every single one. That's why I love you.
1: Yourself. I know,
0: but. Thank you're you. full of life. Um, I hate I hate duds. I hate people who go through life and they don't realize what they've got. Just being alive day to day, you mm-hmm. appreciate it. You live it. You, you preach it. You're full of life. You don't take yourself seriously. I'm your no. biggest fan.
1: Thank you. I'm your biggest fan. No, I don't take myself seriously because why do that to yourself? You're oh, just I mean know. It disappoints you if you really go in hard about, oh, I got to be serious about everything. I, I'm really important. I'm this and that. If you approach life humbly and just have fun with it, like that's the key to it. And listen, I'm human. And the more I mess up on TV, which does happen, I embrace it because you know what? It makes my, the viewer see that I'm human and but I'm real.
0: People want the realness. They don't want fakey fake. Oh, Come on. and the
1: perfect, and the perfect everything. No, nobody <laughs> wants that. Get away
0: from me. Oh, but, but I guess what was your aim then? Were you thinking, were you good in, in the, in the arts and the sciences? And you thought, I want to, you knew you were going to be a career person in, in media broadcasting or no.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I always, you know, the joke I always told people and you know, it's funny how you, you know, there's books about this. Like if you speak it and you believe it, it becomes, you know, and I would always tell people, um, after I would meet them in any, which, I mean, if it was just like at a party or just a, you know, a, a passerby, just like as a funny joke, I'd say, Oh, watch out for me. I'll be on T. You'll see me on TV one day.
0: Oh, I used to
1: say that because I really believed I was going to be on TV. And then the funny other funny is when I would have to check in and sign my name, I'd be like, you want to keep that. It might be worth money someday. Now people have asked me for my signature. It is not worth money yet, but maybe that thing <laughs> will come.
0: I always tell everyone when they ask for my signature, just just the only way that'll be valuable is if I become an axe murderer. And then and and then they could say, oh, they knew me before the killings.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh!
0: I'm just kidding. But anyway,
2: so
1: even like Elon Musk, you know, his girlfriend in high school or in college, they went to UPenn, Elon Musk went to UPenn. Did you see this? And his girlfriend back then, now ex-girlfriend, but um, kept, you know, all the mementos of when they were dating. And I do that for every ex-boyfriend. Not that I have like a shrine <laughs> and like, light candles every night, because that would be weird. But if that's your thing, go for it. Um, she kept everything. And then she started auctioning it off.
0: Ooh, like, why wanted, not, right?
1: Her. I mean, why not? So that, yeah. that would be like somebody could start, you know, say, hey, I, I remember Joe Snedeker and I loved him. It never worked out. After you become a famous axe murderer and they, you know, <laughs> put your stuff up for sale, you never know.
0: Future Jeff- Jeffrey Dahmer, right?
1: All right. Oh, so, you see that Netflix thing.
0: I know. It's not doing too good, I hear. I hear that um, that they were expecting more. It's, it's epic because people want to see it, but then when you watch it, there's a lot of uh, bad reviews on it. So uh, we, I, I can't wait to get to your career at the Weather Channel, which was only a brief time. But I want to know what that's all like. But first, you go to Temple and you're thinking, I'm going to be a reporter. I'm going to be a news anchor. I'm going to be in media. Who knows what? That's what your goal was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I actually went into Temple thinking that's, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, but there was a day where I went to sign up for classes or whatever. And it turned out that I didn't declare a major yet. And I didn't know I didn't. So I remember I was with my from Medina. And she and I were talking. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, I always kind of wanted to be a veterinarian. And she says, well, girl, if you want to be a veterinarian, At this what? is probably not the college. Um, <laughs> you know? So I said, yeah, I don't know. She's like, you have to declare. I mean, you're doing journalism classes. I'm like, yeah. And I said to her, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign up and I'm going to do the journalism thing because I know the strongest tool I have is my voice. And if I strengthen it, I can speak up for those who can't. Furry and fleshy. So right now I'm just (laughs) doing more fleshy, Um, but I definitely want to, you know, kind of- Furry and flashy. (laughs) Furry and fleshy.
0: And fleshy and (laughs) flashy. (laughs) So, so you're what do you, What do you like at college? Are you like, uh, you know, oh, life of the party or your, your yeah. fraternity girl, oh, your no. sorority well, girl, you're doing not a all sorority
1: that. sorority girl, the fraternity girl, be careful. Um, I, <laughs> I made, Oh Lord, I made my rounds in terms of parties, not in terms of where everybody else's mind might go in the gutter there. I was everywhere and you know, I would, I would party, I'd meet up, I'd hang out, I'd, Go to, you know, the Center City bars, I'd go to frat parties, I'd go to house parties. And I just love being around people and I love that social atmosphere. We're social beings, you know, and people on TV more or less are social beings, right? So I just love to be everywhere. Now it's funny because, you know, when you're in the news, you start seeing, you know, talent changing and evolving and younger and younger talent are getting on TV faster and faster. When I went to school, we didn't get on TV and in the ages of the, uh, mid to late twenties. Right. So I look at these girls that are and boys that are coming in are women and men, and they're in their like late twenties. And I'm thinking to myself, I was not ready to be in New York city at that time. Oh my Lord. Because I was out, you know, at the bars enjoying myself, myself and, and living it up as a college kid. You know, I wasn't trying to expedite to get in on TV and to get in the professional world so soon. But you um, seem
0: like the kind of person, very conscientious, very responsible, not the kind that would just blow off classes and party. It seems like goal-oriented, goal grounded, solid thinker. This is my impression of you, even though fun, frivolous, silly, but I still see all the other things as uh, respectable and grounded and determined. No.
1: I would say, yeah, I, I would say I'm ambitious and I'm driven Yeah. and I always have been that way, you know, and it, and for better, for worse, but you know, if it was time to have a good time, I was ambitious and driven to have a good time and Ah. I would go out with my girlfriends and my guy friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then studies, like I wouldn't skip class. I think I skipped one class because I,
0: (laughs) she's here, here it comes.
1: All right, I, it was a psychology class. Blowout. And I ended up hanging out with my friend Phil and my friend Amy at the bar at Temple. It was a bar that's called was called the Draft Horse. And we had one too many drinks. And at one point we looked at the time, we're like, ah, no one's gonna miss us. And we just, that was like literally the one time I ended up skipping class that I remember. But do you see just, what you're
0: saying? That goes with my prediction. I teach at a university. I have students miss all the time. So uh, what I'm saying to you is I knew that you were the kind of person that would never miss class, maybe one yeah. or two in four or five years, right? That's it. Yeah, actually, I, re- I never
2: thought of that.
1: I yes. just remember that once time I blew off class, I'm like, I'm just not, no, I'm not doing it. I just want to have fun. I'm having fun and I don't want to stop the fun train that I'm on. Uh, all right.
2: I'm not
1: pulling to the station.
0: No. No, but for the most part, you were 99% there studying, conscientious, yeah. and hard, working hard. Here's what us guys say about you women behind your back. We say things like, uh, you know, if I were dating a girl and I'm like 21, 22 years old and it didn't work out, I'd say out to my buddies, oh my God, she's nuts, man. She is, she's out of there. She stay away. Now, if I pulled in one of your boyfriends from when you were in your early twenties, late teens, whatever, would they say stuff like that about you? Oh my God, she's nuts. Stay away or no.
2: No,
1: because I'm friends with most all of them. Okay,
0: so it wouldn't be you're not the nutty girlfriend.
1: No, I think we all have moments, especially when I was in 20. Like, I remember I had some really crazy moments, and I look back, and I'm like, I don't know how X, Y, Z decided to stay with me for as long as they did because of, you know, me having an outburst. But, you know, your body's going through changes, (laughs) and your Outburst. Yeah, outburst.
0: You're like, (laughs) my passionate outburst. I don't see you as high maintenance, maybe just requiring a lot of attention, right?
2: I
1: don't even know if it's requiring a lot of attention. I just like to have attention on me. Sure. I'm in TV for goodness sakes. I'm in the, I'm in the spotlight. Sure. But I wasn't high maintenance. I think, you know, you get into the dramatics and you wanted to have that like (laughs) dramatic factor. Right. So I have that going for me or not going for me.
0: Right. Interesting. Now you, you leave, but what you're saying earlier, just tipped me off though, even a station like WNEP, you used to not be able to get a job at WNEP your first year out of college or your first oh, job out that. of college. You oh, have to that. show experience elsewhere. The world is changing now and we're getting students just out of college with their degrees and they're already reporting. And you probably see that too. What I'm saying, the world is changing
2: with oh, that yeah. in that aspect. Oh, yeah. So oh, by yeah, the man. time
0: by the time you came to WNEP, how old were you and where were you first? This is what I need to know.
1: Oh, um, and of course, this is like the juicy part of the the thing And my, I have two cameramen looking at me wondering why I'm looking into a computer using my hands a lot. In addition, (laughs) I have 9% left on my battery, my, my laptop. So if we, if we somehow, uh, I can call you back. I just want to let you know. We can't do this. You can't, can't you plug
0: it in or something? I can't believe you're doing this. I don't have an 9%. Can't you start the car now? Start the car, plug it in.
1: No, I don't have a plug.
0: That's Folks, she can't do this to me. Mm. Maybe I'm taking everything back that you told me about you because that's irresponsibly preparation.
1: My phone died depleted. today. I can go in, but I can go in the station, but I run the risk of saying things that could potentially No, get you
0: stay oh. right there. How could you not have that charge to 100%? Reagan, no, no, no. Medgie, I, have- I hate you.
1: I'm I hate myself right now. <laughs> I hate myself. I have this.
0: I can't believe she's at 9%. Is it at 8% now? Are we going down? She's looking around. She's got her plum jacket on. She's looking left. She's looking right. She's still in her car. She's Hang all on over the place. I'm to
1: see if I can, I can rectify. Question. Do you have an outlet? She's now yelling
0: You're, out the oh, window. Oh. My dog is right
1: barking. Zoom and it's dying. My, 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 my laptop. I just need to plug in. Do you have outlets in your car? Or no. <laughs>
0: I hope you're getting this conversation, everybody. She's yelling out the window for an outlet. This is breaking well, you know, podcast news. This is awesome. She's looking around. She's got a look of shock and honor. First, she got a. Okay. She's got a plum jacket on. It looks like it's fake leather. Maybe real. I'm not sure. Okay, it's real leather. What are you asking it's, it's, for it's from It's not, not real. It's vegan.
2: Oh, yeah, it How does he have?
1: Oh my God.
0: What are you looking for? She's asking more strangers on the streets for things. No,
1: no, no. It's my cameraman. It's my cameraman. It's my, Oh my God. You're shooting me. You're trapping me. They're
0: they're shooting you. They're do. there it is. That's called a rectifier. This could be good. You plug that in.
1: Oh my God. I love you. Thank you. Oh my God. She's going to plug that
0: in. She's going now from AC to DC to charge her laptop. The cameraman saved her. She's starting the car. She's Baron.
1: Baron in. saved me. Baron, Baron saved
0: she's me. She's now plugging in. I believe that's called what? a
1: rectifier. Yes, and now oh she's screaming in joy through. because she now has power. Yes. Hopefully, my my battery, my <laughs> car doesn't die. But we have saved the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how this just happened.
0: This is great. These are why podcasts are as real as it gets, Reagan. What happened? That's called a rectifier, I think. What happened is. Um, as soon as your chaos started, my dog burst in here. Now he's chewing on one of my earth balls that I use for educational purposes. So this may is go you down. you heard there.
1: my screaming and you thought there was another dog in the room. No,
0: I love it. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go get him. Watch this. Here we go. <laughs>
1: here. This is utter chaos. This podcast is yeah. exactly. utter chaos, folks. Come Come utter Where chaos. To see
0: All right. He's out of here. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> no. No, Jet, no. This is beautiful <laughs> podcast recordings happening right now.
1: I, I don't know if you can see the guy in the pink shorts. Yeah, who's the, that? The who's, do you want to meet him real quickly?
0: Yeah, bring him in. What kind of guy wears those shorts, Baron. though? They're like, they're not even, it's like, Barry, are they peachy cranberry?
1: Well, yeah, they're peachy cranberry. I wonder for what side he's going to come on. Baron.
0: Okay. Baron is his name.
1: Baron, this is my old station. This is Joe Snedeker. He's an old meteorologist—not old, but a former meteorologist right, I work right. with. I'm on a podcast right now, and you saved my butt because my my uh, laptop. Baron, I die. appreciate
0: what you did, and and you you are so you gave her a rectifier, I believe that's called, to charge up her laptop. Correct? It's an inverter. It's an inverter, an inverter, yeah. So that'll invert. Yeah. That'll take AC, make it DC, and now she's charging up the uh, the laptop. This is great. I appreciate yeah. it. What is she no, like no, to no, work sorry. with? Is is she ever oh, cranky God. or miserable or is she always pleasant? Is she is she always, always...
2: pleasant, abundant of energy, always sweet, man. I, you, you, you couldn't pay me to say anything negative about Reagan. She's just a sweetheart. Is unfortunately, that right? Unfortunately, they took her off the night shift and put her on the good day shift. So I get to see her every so often. now. I don't see her like I used to. So you never witness her
0: depressed or enraged or treating people disrespectfully? She's never cranky, negative?
2: Never. That's never. the real deal. If, She's anything, just... if anything, she would, you know, she says, some people say I have <laughs> rage in New York City, but who doesn't? And she would be like, "Baron, let it go. Oh. Let it go. Oh, my goodness. Okay. But Reagan, no, let it go. Let it but go. Reagan, he, let it go. Let it go. So she... She might be like, a
0: just a wonderful example of a human being. <laughs> oh,
1: Stop it.
0: She's wonderful. She's fantastic. The only thing missing here, we have to get her husband to comment. That would be the, that would be the, the oh, clincher geez. here to see if there's a, to see if there's a dark side. We need to find her husband and get him here. He's probably in the sky somewhere. I know. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. All right. That's he's flying awesome. Somewhere. Well, we appreciate your your candor and your firsthand uh, representation and critical review
2: of Reagan Medgie. I love it. It's oh, honest.
0: Shit. She's no, one.
2: Reagan, Reagan has been an absolute pleasure from the first day I met her till now. Absolutely. I tell her this on the dark side, on a night shift. Dark side. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever yeah, see her without? Know.
1: Did
0: you ever see her without makeup at all? No makeup on, hair down.
2: Yeah, a couple of times yeah, when she
0: comes into work. Yeah. And she's still, she's still a, pretty. Still pretty, oh. right? Of course. Why would? Why
2: wouldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. she? <be? laughs> she's yeah. That's my girl. I actually told her the way she's dressed today. She's dressed like one of Charlie's angels. <laughs> 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 not say that to yeah, You did. You did, you did, you did You know, got her leather jacket on, the blonde hair coming down Yeah, oh, I, I see good? it Take so the I, position Yes, take the position, that's
0: excellent Yeah, the gun up in the air Definitely not Farrah Fawcett, I'm thinking the brunette Which one was she? Uh, that would, That's who Reagan would look that like That was Kate Jackson Kate Jackson, I see it right now Kate Jackson,
2: baby Oh, jeez. All right. I'm going to let you guys get back. I got to head out soon. So, right. enjoy. Yeah. Careful. Thank you. Thank you I mean, for your candy. Thank you, I love you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank
1: you. I, to the desk. Give that back to the desk. Yeah, just
2: leave it to the desk until I'll get it later this afternoon.
1: All right. Cool. Thank you so All much, right. Baron. That'll. Uh, oh. Baron's the
0: best. this See, this you're not going to get this, folks, on any other podcast. All right. Well, let's get right to it then, since we lost some time. He seems like a great guy.
1: Oh, he's, he's just true. I'm like really blessed. I love the guys I work with. I really, the guys here are awesome. I miss Dan Taransky. Dan Taransky's
0: still working hard at WNEP. So when you left Temple, you graduated in what year? Uh,
1: 2003.
0: And then when did yeah. you start at WNEP?
1: Ooh, I didn't go right there. I went to a local, local station in Allentown, Pennsylvania called Service Electric TV2 News, which is where Scott Schaefer got right. his start. And then I left there after like two years, three years. Um, got out of news briefly to do commercial production, and then went up to NBC in Elmira, New York. Okay. And I was there for literally the entire. My my contract was two years. All right. And I and I got the the last day I was there for my two year contract. The next day I got the job offer at WNEP.
0: So you were you were almost thirty at the time, late twenties. I'm trying. Yeah, to-
1: I was. When I started at NEP, I was 30.
0: 30. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And are yeah. you married at the time when you're just starting at WNEP?
1: No, I was still dating the pilot that Baron was talking about. Yeah. Oh, well, so sure. uh, I was still dating Jamie.
0: And then you get <laughs> married in what year?
1: I got married at, when I was at WNEP, not like at the station, that would have been a little different. Um, I got married in 2011 in September. Can you imagine, uh, Joe, can you marry me?
0: <laughs> no, that's great. And so we, your, your husband's a pilot. Everyone loved your work at WDP. You had the Pocono job. We oh, had, a, yeah. we had an, uh, uh, an office there in downtown Stroudsburg, which was awesome. You mm-hmm. took hold of that position. Everyone loved you, full of energy, reporting snowstorms, reporting political, reporting murders. You're doing it all.
1: Yeah. And here's, yeah. What,
0: and here's what fries my ham. And then all of a sudden, after how many years, you decide to leave? Why do you do that?
1: Well, you know, I think at a point you realize that your time is done and you want something a little bit more to see how much farther you can extend what you have to give, right? So it wasn't a slight to anybody at NEP. It wasn't a slight to the the people, the viewers. You guys are still to this day the most incredible. You rock I do give shout outs to NEP every once in a while on the news, by the way, here in New York. Um, You know, it was just time for me to go. And I I got an an agent, which is what many of us do. Um, It was my first agent ever. And I just wanted to see how far I could go. Because if I couldn't get anywhere, I would have stayed at NEP. Like, I was that happy, which is really hard to find. And your um, husband, my... he
0: would fly out of the Lehigh Valley, so it was convenient in no. that respect, too? No. Oh, no. Okay, no. no. No.
1: No. No. He is based out of JFK. Oh, okay. York. So
0: that's an issue, right? That's an issue. That you makes know, I mean, sense now.
1: It makes a little bit more sense why we're yeah. here. Um, but, yeah, he could really live anywhere he wants, but it just makes it a little bit more convenient to be closer. So uh, my agent knew somebody at the Weather Channel, she calls me. She's like, they're interested in you, and I go, the Weather Channel.
2: My mom see, watches the
1: Weather Channel. See now,
0: like, this is where it gets really interesting for me. Yeah, I'm nobody a would hear. Meteorologist, of course, I've been watching this since the '80s. To me, it's a temple. To me, it is the only cable station I watch. I know all the personalities. To me, it's uh, my 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 nexus of of interest. And then I hear you're getting a job there. And this is when they were trying to create a whole new I think program. Sam Champion, they had a whole morning team. They were gonna make it like good morning, America with weather, correct?
1: Yep, yep. That was the whole that was the whole idea of it. And you know, it was I was part of the launch of the AMHQ with Sam Champion. And in order to do that, I had to meet Sam Champion. So imagine this kid from NEPA, you know, reporting and all of a sudden. I'm meeting with Sam champion, like what? So I come into Manhattan, we have coffee and he likes me. And then little one thing leads to another. And then wait, I'm, so he I'm was a part
0: of the decision whether you're the one or not.
1: Yeah, like I wow. was, it was in, like the anchor for AMHQ, like the right. news segment or what I did, which was the correspondent that traveled throughout the country, which I preferred um, because I got to see the intensity of mother nature which is what bit me like the weather, that's when the weather bug bit me. And I thought, Well, mm. I was
0: going to say, if people are getting confused, let's back up at this point, mm-hmm. you have no meteorology background. No, you have a journalism degree. Yeah. You're, you're asked to be a reporter on the weather channel. Oh yeah. In Sam champion. Also, I'm not dissing the guy. Yes, I am. I'm not a big fan. He doesn't have a meteorology background. He's more of a TV guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was going to be their new format. TV stations have this choice. They can hire good journalists who report uh, with integrity and diligence and look great, or they can hire meteorologists who are a lot of times nerdy and inept on the air. So it's a choice they have. It's great if you get both.
1: Yeah, it totally is. And that's, you know, it's kind of like the unicorns in the batch, right? So I wasn't a unicorn. All I was is a, is a reporter, news reporter. And when I, my agent told me this, I said to her, well, I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. And she goes, no, no, no. They're like, they want somebody to humanize the weather to make a story of more, mother nature. And you're and perfect I said, for that. This is perfect. I can do that. Yeah. This is yeah, perfect. So that's happened. And yeah. why
0: didn't it work or just ratings tanked
1: or what happened? No, you know what? Um, TV people are on our uh, contract workers, right? So we sign contracts, you know, a three year contract, a two year contract, a one year contract, a five year contract. So once your contract's up, leading up to that, you start having negotiations. You know, do we want to, you know, the, the boss will say, do we want to keep this person? The reporter says, do I want to stay here? So what happened there was not performance based. They just didn't have enough money. I mean, listen, they, they, they started a whole entire new show, and they hired me, and they hired many other people behind the scenes, Joe. So many. And within the first two months of the show launching, we were already starting to fire people. But who,
0: whose poor planning was that then? Management at the Weather Channel? Why would they I'm say, not- oh, okay, so yeah, then remove yourself from self, it.
1: Well, even though I have nothing to contribute, because I'm not the, I don't, I don't so- know...
0: So you get this job. You're probably nuts, exciting, uh, yeah. excitement for a year. But how long did that last then?
1: It was two years. My contract was for two years. So and once you did this
0: for two time. years, did you find yourself like a national celebrity everywhere you went or less of that? Yeah. You no, know? no, no,
1: not even in New York because there's, I mean, this place is saturated with people or uh, celebrities, but, um. but everybody yeah. watches
0: the Weather Channel. I, I would think you're now a national celebrity back then. No?
1: Not now. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: no, no what I'm saying is Jim Cantori, Alex oh, Wilson. So cool. The list
1: goes oh, on. Oh yeah. So yeah, why no,
0: didn't I mean, why didn't that happen to you?
1: I mean, I don't, you know I don't know that it's a good question. I don't know if it's a fair question because one could argue it's not happening now as in celebrity. Like what what is a celebrity?
0: I I, listen, I don't mean so I'm just an you have local news, whether it's new york city local news or scranton yeah. wilkesbury local news there is a radius what i'm saying is the weather channel is everywhere it's in yeah. los angeles it's in mm-hmm. it's in iowa it's in florida so why yes. didn't that take you to that next
1: level you know that's a decision that was made by that it's it's such a tough question it's such a good deep question and it's, it's a conversation that many of us are having right now in the industry. Um, you know, why didn't this person move up or move on or move over? And the talent is there for many of us who do what we do. But sometime the opportunity and the timing doesn't match up. So, like, obviously, I have skill. I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't. But, you know, i it's not that I didn't try to get to NBC Network or ABC Network or the other networks, Fox Network, whatever the case may be. It's what the bosses are looking for. So if I don't fit the mold of what they're looking for, despite the level of my talent, I'm not going to get it. Or it could just be like they're looking for a certain level of talent and I just don't fit that level of talent.
0: I got you. you know what i mean like when when you were one two two and a half three years into this did you feel like this is never getting off the launch pad did you know yeah
1: it was a lot of work being a network like it it was basically being a network correspondent and you travel you are at the you are at the beck and call of that phone ringing you can
0: that be is, in New Orleans one day and then you're up covering I mean, a snowstorm in the Adirondacks the next day, right? I mean yeah, I
1: remember waking up in, the, in in a hotel room once, not knowing where I was, like what city I was at and in and what you know, like it's it sometimes Mother Nature was just so crazy with with the with the, the systems that were coming in and the storms and, yes. and the aftermath yes. that you just you know, so but yeah, no, I just um I would have loved to stay at weather channel a little longer um they just didn't have room in the budget for me okay so they freelanced me which meant that they could call me whenever they needed me and i'd work but that's not sustainable when you're living in the new york city area
0: you know so so at what point then so was there like a down point like oh what am i going to do now or yeah there was there was
1: When, when, when you're like, all I knew at that point was being on under contract. I didn't know any different, but the funny thing about New York city is a lot of people, just as many people on under contract on TV are also freelance. Freelance is this little thing where you can work at a station and you basically work that when they need you, they call you in, but you also can say, Hey, listen, I can't work and you can have unlimited vacation days. You're just not staff. And I did that for a year and a half at CBS2 local. And I did that where I currently am right now, which will remain nameless. Just Google me, you'll know where I'm at.
0: <laughs> but you have to admit this part of it, and don't take this the wrong way, don't make me hit the bell.
1: If <laughs> I'll if, never make you hit the bell.
0: If, if you're a woman and you're in your 30s at the time, and one job doesn't work out, but there's no kids, and your husband has an awesome job, the pressure really isn't on that much you have to admit some people i need a job to survive i need a job to pay my car i need a job to pay for rent you could at least take a little bit of a lazier fair attitude as you look correct or not correct you're not going to be uh cash and welfare checks if this job doesn't work out you got your pilot husband at the time no oh, okay. she's paused. oh. She's paused she's paused she's offended no no,
1: no because- no, because I like this conversation, and it's one that I'm glad you're asking. Because I think this is this is a great question. So there's a there's a mixed answer to this.
0: And I would have said the same thing, by the way, if the female was the pilot and the man was looking for a oh, job. Oh no, no, I
1: told, I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put down this to you, and maybe you can choose to bell it or pick it up. All right. Um. So the pressure isn't on financially as much. But the pressure arguably is on for ego or uh, yep. for someone who has drive and ambition.
0: Well, I, I totally get all
1: that. Yeah. Right. So I never took the approach of the, well, I didn't, you know, they, they, they freelance me and I don't, oh, well, no, not in New York City. You don't do that. And if those of you listening who <laughs> either worked in New York know <laughs> something about New York, it is a hustle. And if you don't stay relevant, you are left in the dust and you're forgotten.
0: And you like and- that pressure? I would hate that pressure.
1: Well, you know what, it's, it's a thing where I'm not doing this so people like, you know, oh my God, there's Reagan. It's more because of something within me, the fire that burns in me to know that I can contribute so much more to society and to what I do. You know, I love to tell people's stories and you know my drive was i didn't want to just i worked so hard countless hours happy times tears of stress and just depletion i wasn't going to allow a managerial decision
0: <laughs> i love it i heard
1: it my 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 trail forward
2: i love heck it no, heck no man i
1: remember You're- when I, and you know what after i got done with you know with with weather channel cbs and this is something that was like cbs got me freelance for a year and a half a year and a month and uh it was a tough place it was a brutally tough place and anybody that knows anything about cbs to new york under a certain news director understands and it was it cut it 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 cut your tea i mean you were it was rough but it was empowering because it was a chance for you to make your own decision on how you wanted to be authentic and I was let go there because I said the whoa, wrong. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Wait, so you go from you go from from Weather Channel to CBS New York.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you Freelance. were let so you're le-
0: freelancing, but you were let go Freelance. there.
1: I was let go because I tagged out at the wrong location of a live shot. What? And that is because it, I just what they that ex, that that reaction you gave me is what many of my coworkers at that time gave me. And it was, it wasn't because of what I said, it's because of who I am. And I had too much energy for that station at that time. I wasn't their thing. And you know that what? That no, to
0: believe. That, that to, to me, to say someone, oh, they're too ambitious, they're too hardworking, they're too energetic. that doesn't I don't know that sense. that
1: was the reason, but they, they I just wasn't a fit for them. And sometimes that happens, right? Yeah, so, I got you. That, it it, it was a really tough pill to swallow. And that, and at that point I had been already moved in three weeks into my apartment in Astoria, Queens. And I remember this happening and I wasn't completely utterly happy there at that time anyway. And I'm like thinking my world, is it ending? Like I worked so hard and my husband, God bless him, took me out for a run that day. uh, The next day after I got, I got released from my duties and um, you're getting a little
0: teary eyed now. I can see
2: it.
1: I'm not. No, I, I, well, I mean, I'm, it's just touching what he did. So he took me out for a run. Like I'm a dog. Right. So he took me out and he goes, let's go for a run. And he didn't like running, but he knew that that's usually always what keeps my mind. Right. Dude, I'm a cyclist. This
0: is, that helps. I know. It's like seeing a therapist running, biking, whatever.
1: And I remember saying, and I don't know if you're going to bleep this out. It's not a really bad negative word I'm going to say, but um, I remember running and I had that high that you get, you know, and I said to my husband, I'll be damned if they tell me when it's time for me to leave the industry.
0: I love it. See, you're getting me a little uh, butterfly inside. I love that attitude. Screw them. They're not going to take anything away from you. I love it.
1: Now listen, like you, these, and I'm not upset that that happened to me. I'm grateful for it. And I actually ended up seeing the news director who let me go um, months later. And I saw him, and I approached him, and I shook his hand, and I said, thank you so much for the opportunity and for teaching me how to be resilient.
0: Perfect. It's a good closure on that, too. And your ego must have, okay, so weather channel, that didn't work. Next job after that, that didn't work. You're probably a little bruised, like you said, and you're probably a little self-conscious thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough for the world, even though you know you are, but if that happens to anybody, they'd feel that way. So what point now do you start thinking, I'm going to go back to college for my meteorology of all things, degree, program of study? How does that happen?
1: And well, how so old
0: are you at the time?
1: I love this timeline, right? Isn't it great? Um, And I think this is a good time. I think it's important to save the timeline because I think people who are tuning in should know. And even people are going into this industry um, because it is changing. So when I, everything happened at CBS three months went by and I was on the phone with as many contacts as I could. And I will tell you when you are in a family of in the media family, man, we take care of each other. And I ended up where I'm at now because a couple of phone calls were sent this way and they gave me a shot. And they hired me as freelance, and then now I'm full time. And when they hired me at full time after three years of being freelance, um, at that point I was oh gosh, 30, 38. Okay. Thirty eight when I got free when I got into where I'm at now, right? And I got just so hired. I
0: can just so I can uh, 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 clarify what's happening. So you're hired at a new we don't want to say where, but a new New York station as the okay. weather girl, but it yet.
1: But yet,
0: this is your first weather job, I'm assuming, with yet no science background in meteorology, which is a little odd.
1: Right, well, when I was at CBS, they put me in front of the green screen because they said, oh, you worked at the Weather Channel. And I said, I'm not a meteorologist. Oh,
0: so that's what, oh, interesting. Ah, she worked at the Weather Channel. She can do weather.
1: And I said no, 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 no. I don't have because I know all what it takes to become a meteorologist from friends, and what it took to become a journalist. And you know, you have to be fair about it. So it's insulting see-
0: when people make up that mix-up. Like, you, you, oh yeah, you just talk about the weather. It's, I mean, yeah, in yeah, some no. respect, no. It's mm.
1: no, 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 no. It's no, like no. saying
0: it's like saying, oh, you reported on some health stories. We're gonna have you now be the doctor of the station. You don't do that.
1: No, exactly. Or, or yeah, you just don't. So, you know, we get here to my station and, you know, they, uh, they caught, they saw me on CBS doing weather and they liked it. And I said, again, I'm not a meteorologist. And they're like, well, you know, you know, we're not really looking for that. You know, we just, and I'm like, so I got then. That was at my freelance three-year moment, right? So now there's a transition to becoming full time, and in order to be full time, they hired me as a reporter, fill-in anchor, and a we- weather person. <laughs> like whoa, 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 <laughs> It was at that moment I had to sign a contract because at that point that's like that steady income, that's benefits, that's, sure. you know, that's variety. So I said, you know what? It's time. I if the weather keeps coming to me. I got to go back to school for it. And that's, what happened. that's what happened. So I went back, it was Mississippi state, so much money, so much time. And then it was Penn state and I got a weather certificate and I am considered a meteorologist, not as experienced as you, Joe. And I humbly, humbly say that because I still have to learn a lot. Um, but it's, you know, it's just repetition of doing it. I don't do it enough to be as good as you and I mean that I'm obviously I've been 20 years doing reporting. I got that on lockdown and anchoring. But when it comes to meteorology, this is still kind of new. But it's also exciting because climate is such a topic. And um, yeah, I, I I cover the weather here in addition to the other two duties of um, fill and anchoring and then majority of reporting that I do.
0: There's your life in a nutshell, at least the end of it. And I have to use this time right now just to explain to people. So if you're an on-air weather person, remember, a TV station, especially in the 70s and into the 80s, they can just hire a reporter, not just a, but they can hire a reporter and say, mm-hmm. do weather. And then they give yeah. the forecast mm-hmm. as a presenter, but they don't have the background in the science of meteorology. And that still exists today. Look at someone like Al Roker. He has no background in meteorologist. And he is in meteorology, and he is maybe the nation's most popular meteorologist, but he's not a meteorologist. So we understand that people can report the weather, they can broadcast the weather, and it gets a little fuzzy. And now there's a new program where a lot of reporters, they get out of college, they they report, they anchor, they may or may not like it, then they decide they want something new, and they do an online program in meteorology. Mississippi State has it, now Penn State has it, correct?
1: Oh, yes. Penn State has it. It's not easy. Wow. And what it
0: does, it allows you to be a on-air presenter of meteorology, but now with the science background, too. Maybe not as thorough as us who have sat in physics labs, in yep. meteorology labs, in an in-class environment for four years. I'm a science geek. That's my background. I didn't take any journalism courses. You guys have the benefit of doing the journalism, and now learning the meteorology. So in a way, it's a step better for T V, right?
1: I mean it is. They they you know, I think T V as it's evolving, I'm trying to understand like locals, like where do we belong with this influx of just digital online capabilities oh, yeah. And then the social media which is a whole nother conversation for another day
0: that's a whole Um, other podcast
1: (laughs) i mean it really so you're you're just saturated right so when you can wear more than one hat and show that you're willing to right it it bodes well very well because also let's say let's say this is an example that's been given to me let's say you know when news directors come into a news station um you know they're new news directors they can kind of clear out house, right? They could get their own people that they like from God knows where, bring them in, and that's it. But if you have a worker who can do three things, chances are you're going to stay there. So you're kind of extending your shelf life when you can do more than one thing. Very good. good,
2: good.
1: You know, you also have to be concentrated. Also, the other side of it is you really should be concentrated on at least one thing that you can do very, very well. Um, For me, it's the reporting. But, you know, I also now want to kind of bridge the gap and I want to be just as good as you in meteorology because I think there's women in STEM in general and just science in general is so fascinating
0: but there's the other side of that Reagan where you can't fake a passion and I am not saying you are doing that but I know a lot of TV people they do it as a job to me I live meteorology every moment of my day. I have three home weather stations. I'm looking at forecast models all the time. Do you want to admit or not admit that, um, I don't know, do you have that passion for meteorology or it's more the reporting of it and it's your job? And I'm not judging you, I'm just wondering. Like, no. I I live meteorology and I, I, since I was 11, it's what I wanted to do.
1: Right. Um,
0: yours is a little different, correct?
1: It's a little different, but I wouldn't say it's too far away from that. You know, when I went into thinking I wanted to be a meteorologist, this actually was at the Weather Channel. They told me, you don't need that. You have us. Fair enough. Whoa. So now fast, yeah, fast forward, you know, and now I'm looking at really doing this. And my husband says to me, if you want to look at radar all day and you get excited about that, good luck. And the funny thing is, I love the radar. I love seeing. I
2: could stare I
0: at that do- all day.
1: Right, and you're like, oh my god, it's happening, and I and I'm still not completely 100 percent confident in all of the science that's happening. I mean, I've only been a meteorologist for not even a year, right? Again, you have much more experience than you're I just do. Just
0: being humble, though. You with but, your background, now you do have a fairly complex.
1: I do, but I just, you know, if I did it more often every day, I think that's where I would be a little bit more confident in it, you know. But, oh, okay. but you know, yesterday, for instance. I mean, there was a storm system coming through New York and they had to cancel the Yankees game and they're rescheduling it for today. And as that line was coming in, like, I can't help but look at the clouds in the sky and just think, oh, my gosh, like, I, I know what's going to happen. And I see the front coming through and then seeing the shelf cloud. And, you know, I actually I went it. out to turning chase, me on. Right. I I don't know if you ever did this, but I went out storm chasing in the Midwest with my girlfriend who works at NBC weather. We worked at the weather channel together. She's now Al Roker's producer. She is so phenomenal. And she took me with her and her, her love and her passion is chasing storms. It's tornadoes, right? So I went out with her and we did a story together. I ended up getting an Emmy for that. That's the only Emmy I ever received. And I'm good with it for storm chasing in the, in the, in the great plains. And when you start seeing the circulation and you start seeing all of that. That's when I really was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is it. It is just so fascinating. And people love to talk about the weather, even here. And you know, of all the things I do in New York. It affects every human aside, being, every yes. No. People pull me aside and be like, I love you doing the weather. And I think, yes, weather is all about the science, but with TV, it's a lot about, like you said earlier, personality. And if you can connect with the viewer and get so jazzed about something nine times out of 10, the viewer is going to feel the same way. And they're oh, going to yeah. connect. That, to that passion
0: oh. is contagious. And I think, Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you're passionate about life. So that's going to come through. And when I see like I am today on the weather maps, did you see that big upper level low over the great lakes detached from detached from the front that moved through yesterday? Yeah. 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 That upper level <laughs> low is going to lift up into James Bay and then drop on us next week. That is
1: beautiful. I keep yeah. tracking that and watching that and, Uh, And I see the line, what is it, the freezing line, the 540? 540? 540? Yeah, and it's coming our way?
0: 540 decameters, baby, yeah, that's the uh, line that we want. It's sinking sinking fast south, as it typically happens this time of the year with the depleted northern hemisphere part of the solar radiation. But anyway, so um, you have to do a noon today, correct?
1: Yeah, but you know what? We've been grabbing for almost an hour. We were having a really good time and I don't want to leave. I don't, my bosses haven't been They. I don't even know if they know where I am. It's fine. As <laughs> long, as I'm, well, as, long as I'm on air at noon, we're good. Well,
0: let's we're finish, good. let's finish your, your life off now. So when you leave work, are you Monday through Friday?
1: Right now? Yes, I am. Do you,
0: do you go in, in your pilot husband, you guys, you have dinner together every night and your home is 20 minutes mm-hmm. from the station. And I picture your, and you're reading yeah, poetry well, to each other
1: he's a really, he loves Shakespeare. No. Um, <laughs> if he, I have to listen to the theme song of Top Gun Maverick oh, one more time, oh, he, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, it's like a sickness. If Every I were, single day.
0: If I were him and I don't consider myself an insecure guy, if I were him, there'd be a little bit of me worried on a daily basis. I had this pretty wife. She's on TV. Everybody knows her. I'm oh away. I'm away on my flights for days. She's, she's beautiful. She's in the city. Everyone knows her. She's like a celebrity. I'd feel like, Oh man.
1: Like I know. A, I think that sometimes too, like roles reverse, but he can care less. He, he can absolutely care less.
0: He loves like you, you, but he's not a jealous guy.
1: No, he he hates the spotlight. He thinks what I do is ridiculous. He's like, there's nothing. <laughs> I would
0: do. As a pilot, do you, what's the Venn diagram? The overlapping of of meteorological events. Does he know have a pretty? All good...
1: the time. He knows. He was helping me study for weather events. The metars. He's like trying to show well, me yeah the they yeah
0: they they live by the metars they just get the spit out data yeah. and that's what they go by but uh yeah. yeah
1: but he sees the radar and he can tell like he's always looking at weather maps every day it's wild and i can like pick up what's going on and yeah he's he's in touch with the weather like he should be a meteorologist like he's so because he has to know when he's going up in into the plane and where he's. is his like, medium yeah his
0: media yeah, a, fish, but, a fish's medium is the water a pilot's medium yeah. is the air he's got to know I mean,
1: Yeah. And I mean, he's had to tell the dispatcher, we're not going this route. We have to go this other route because there's a front coming through. I can't get around it because, you know, like when when there's like the storms, like it's pop up thunderstorms in the summer, they rise real quick. And then planes can either you can go above them or underneath systems and around. But like when you you can't go above a a rising, you can't you can't. It goes up too quickly. So he's got to go around it somehow. And he's like, we can't we got to. And he's burning gas and he's got to write reports because he's burned so much gas doing this and that and it's this whole thing. But, yeah, no, he, he can care less what I do. Absolutely care less what I do.
0: Isn't that something? That's interesting. Well, there's comp- say, he's a competent so cool. man. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: And I say, like, do you ever tell your pilot friends when you're in the cockpit, like, oh, my wife does this? And he goes, <laughs> no. I go, why not? I tell people all the time, like, that's so cool. Like, you fly an airplane. Like, don't you think it's cool? Like, I'm on TV?
2: No.
0: But there must be some part of you then, maybe even beyond your conscious level, that's attracted to that because
1: it is there, right? Because, because I'm glad he's not he like this is my wife, this is my wife. This, <laughs> is my wife, this is my wife, she's on TV. You know who my wife is. Oh, well, oh, well, oh. round of drinks, my wife's on TV. Like, nothing like that.
2: Nothing like that. No. Nah.
0: Do me a favor when you go home later, ask him what the dry adiabatic lapse rate is. Okay. See if see if he knows that.
2: Skew <laughs> tees. I love skew yeah. tees. Cute-
0: He better say 5.5 degrees per thousand feet or I'm going to be upset. I'll ask. All right. So um, this was great. I appreciate this. The the one last thing I'd like you to do. Could you start up that car and rev the engine? I don't believe it's a six speed.
1: Well, here's the thing. If I start up the engine, if I start up my car, it's going to do this clicking thing that you may or not may not have heard because there's a fan that is broken, (laughs) And I don't want to fix it because it's going to cost more than the car is worth. And Folks, I look at this big,
0: big shot New York City meteorologist, big shot commercial pilot husband. And she's worried about getting a click, click, click fixed in her car. I can't believe this.
1: It's on. Well, my car's on right now. I can rev the engine.
0: Oh, okay. It's on. It's been on and the whole time.
1: It? But here's the thing I've got so many people around. Yeah, no, no, the- people scream in the middle of the street. Nobody turned flat bats and I. But I have 177,362 miles on my Mazda 3.
0: Are you serious? So now you're even telling me the make and model of your car and the mileage. (laughs) I can't believe I'm hearing this.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I have press plates.
0: You must be stashing all of your money away in the bank because you could easily afford a brand new car. But she insists on driving this car that's closing in on the distance to the moon she's driven. I can't believe it.
1: Joseph, do you know how expensive it is to just breathe in New York City? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> do you think there will be a point in your life where you're like, okay, I had enough of the city. I'm in my 40s, then 50s. And you're like, I just want to decompress. I'm going back to WNEP and living in the country in slow lane.
1: I don't know that I can go back to WNEP just because, you know, it's not what I remember it. So much has changed, you know, and you want to you leave at a at a point, like my memories of it are no longer th- what it is now you know if that makes any sense like there's been yeah. so many new faces and stuff so to go back it would almost be heart more heartbreaking so i want to like leave it how i remember it um but to get out of the city yeah i, I think about that kind of on the daily because sometimes it's just so much chaos you should have seen the speed chase that i witnessed this morning by the NYPD I don't know what they were chasing and I'm hearing sirens in the background right now it's always moving and loud here <laughs> you want me to rip my engine because I've got my I don't really
0: worry about it I just wanted to end on something funny I wanted to end I can end on this then instead you oh, go ahead. I remember my wife she worked at WNAP in the accounting Ron,
2: yes yeah
0: right, so the lovely dawn it had to be your first day second day third day by the way she's a lot like your husband by the way she doesn't say anything about me. She doesn't get jealous. <laughs> so we chose the same type of uh, spouse for whatever reason. Yeah,
2: but the yeah. first
0: day you started, she she goes to me, Joe, there's this new girl. Oh my God, you're going to love her. She goes, You know, I'm good, good, what, 13, 14 years older than you? But she's like, This girl is you in a female version. She goes, <laughs> She, like I said, she's not jealous at all. She goes, she's your type of girl. You better watch out for this one. And that's it. You're, that was my introduction to you. And she was right. I immediately loved you. You're just full of energy. You like to have a good time. You don't take yourself seriously. No, I love no. you, girl. I love you.
1: No, I love you. I miss you. I do. I do. You're just, you're one of the real people. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're the real deal.
0: And that's why you're a dad likes me.
1: <laughs> Even though you almost got fired that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's agree to this before I end it. Even though I'm uh, too old for you, in the future, if an yep. alien spaceship arrives on planet Earth, right? <laughs> okay. They randomly take away two people to another dimension, and it's my wife and your husband. They're never coming back. They're gone into another dimension, but they're happy. This new dimension. Um, I'll ask you out on a date.
1: Oh, I already picked out a house that we'll move into. Separate quarters <laughs> when we get sick of each other. You know, we'll have a common area as well. Uh, weather stations all around. And everyone,
0: all your girlfriends are saying, what are you doing with that old guy?
1: <laughs> well, they'd be like, can I get in on that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Reggie Meggie at some station in New York City being the meteorologist <laughs> cool, on some street that she can't tell us what it is in a real leather plum-colored jacket.
1: Vegan leather. It's fake. It's not
0: real. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know.
1: I love the animals. Come on now.
0: So if anyone wants to find you, you're saying just search online. You'll find out everything they want about you, how to connect social media, where you're yes. at, everything. Yes. Watch yes. her yes. videos. Yes. Her station has, of course, everything online. You can watch her and say, I remember her when she mm-hmm. was just a little unknown piece of garbage like Snedeker at WNEP TV.
1: <laughs> you're recyclable. You're not a piece of garbage. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Reagan.
1: You are welcome. You're a delight.
0: Curiosity. What are you so curious about?
2: Everything. Mr. Curiosity.